get to know ya Hey, na, 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 na Delve into emotion Leave us in this moment Hello, welcome to Literature License Podcast, and we are getting to know Tom Diamond. Hello, Tom. Hello, Keith, and and I think Vicky's over there too. Yes, I is. am. Hey. hey, hey, guys, how you doing today? We's good. Yeah, yeah. many people don't know that um, Tom's been doing the Dark Shadows um, episodes with us, and Tom is also a voice artist. He does voiceovers and yes, um, also does a lot of voice characters for us. So, Tom. What else do you do in your spare time? Not so spare as I would like it, but uh, in the, in, so aside from dabbling in voiceovers in the real world, I am currently an adjunct professor at uh, Stephen F. Liston State University in business communications under my real name, which the Dark Shadows fans know, but uh, which, I'll, which I'll keep to myself. There's a mystery for anybody who wants to find that. Okay, you can go look at any bathroom. His name is everywhere. And yes, call Tom for a good time. Yes, and the phone number. And Vicky's been putting them on all the bathrooms. I've included all the pertinent information. Exactly. Yes, Vicky's my agent. You see. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So uh, so I'm doing that. I'm going for my doctorate in human resources management at uh, North Central University uh, in the real world. I used to be a medical board investigator in New York State. And then I went into human resources and have 12 years of that. And uh, so I am, and of course, uh, Dark Shadows fan from way back when. So uh, I would love to get back to my computer gaming. I haven't been able to do that in ages. And now I might just be able to, um, you know, take a little, take a little time and, wake up and smell the coffee because uh, when we're living in, you got to find some good stuff out there. Uh, but uh, that's what I do. That's what I do. Well, is there anything you'd like to, to plug, whether it's a social media or your website or anything you'd like to get out there to everybody? Well, uh, certainly if anybody, if there are any voiceover agents out there, Please contact me. Uh, I would love to hear from you. Uh, Tom.diamon at llpodcast.com. Uh, that would be very nice. Um, I am also host of a, uh, of a real world podcast uh, with the American Society of Public Administration, since I have a public sector background. And it's called Public Sector Works. And we do. Um, we interview uh, prominent people in the South Florida area, and that's where I live. We interview prominent people in public sector as well as in academe. And uh, we started that last December, and it has uh, a pretty decent, uh, you know, considering uh, we're on Podbean, LinkedIn, 
YouTube, no, no, not YouTube yet. Podbean, LinkedIn, Facebook, and a couple of other, and a couple of other places. But Podbean is our main uh, thing right now. And we're expanding, and we were voted, and not to blow my horn, but we were voted uh, by Yelp Magazine out of the UK. We were voted one of the twenty best podcast. Uh, 20 best public sector podcasts for 20 Good deal. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, well, I like to keep stuff like that under wraps. But yes, uh, I thank you. And uh, so so that's another thing that I'd like to... Uh, and of course, I'm very proud to be with your group uh, because uh, I, as a lifelong Dark Shadows fan, it's enabled me to give back uh, to the fandom. Uh, so that's, where, so that, that's what I do. Now, we discussed a lot of different um, genres and stuff, and you've actually jumped from Dark Shadows into some of our other episodes. So Mm -hmm. what is your favorite genre? Horror. uh, It it makes makes sense. Uh, I was exposed to it at a very early age. I used to watch it with my father back in Brooklyn, New York. Creature Features on Channel 5, which uh, I'm sure you guys got too, and Chiller Theater on Channel 11. Uh, the New York stations, and uh, was uh, prior to Dark Shadows, I was into uh, the classics, Lugosi, Karloff, Cheney, uh, the Universal Horror Cycle, uh, which was, was great when I first saw that on Creature Features. Uh, and uh, yes, the sci-fi to a certain extent, and British horror, the Hammer films. They, I just saw a great Hammer retrospective, uh, which is on Amazon Prime, uh, where which Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing hosted, and they interviewed a lot of people. Uh, but in any event, to answer your question, horror fantasy, I love Star Trek. I never could get into Star Wars that much. Uh, but yes, I'm a Star Trek fan from way back. Uh, I, a Trekker, serious fan. Uh, went to the first Star Trek convention and back in New York. And uh, so I'm pretty knowledgeable on that. And um, so I would say horror fantasy uh, would be a primary sci-fi. And believe it or not, uh, I do like musicals uh, for a change of pace. Uh, my favorite movie is Bye Bye Birdie. And uh, I heard you, Keith. Uh, that's Anne Margaret, though. That's right. Anne Margaret, yeah. my first crush. Oh, my God. Anne Margaret. Sex kitten, if you ever saw Oh, that. my God. Oh, I was so jealous of Bobby Rydell and Bye Bye Birdie. I would have wanted to punch him Bobby out. Bobby Rydell myself. looked like a human turtle against Anne <laughs> <laughs> no. Margaret. just sexy. I mean, I show she people is. And oh, when you see God. Bye Bye Birdie, she's 18 years old in that. And that's yes, one, yes. She just... She's, you, know, what, you know, when she's saying there are men and that's right for kissing. It's it's like, oh my that's God. right. I'm that's right. Got a lot of living to do. I always like one boy, one special boy, she's one boy to together all these years too. She's still good looking, no matter how old she's gotten. Uh, in her in her late seventies or early eighties, and she's, she's still, still she's still she's kicking it. Still, she's still a beauty. Uh, and uh, well, I never forgot. Actually, AOL when they first started. Uh, had these interviews, uh, you know, they got they got these stars and they put them on to type, uh, you know, just to get their name out there. And Anne Margaret was one of them. And uh, I got on the list and they came to me. I was shocked. And and uh, I told her, I said, you know, when Bye Bye Birdie first appeared at Radio City Musical back in 1963, I went with my mother to see it over the Easter, uh, you know, for the Easter show. And uh, she had been there with her parents. So she says, Tom, we're bonded. And I almost fell out of my chair. 
And then she says, what do you look like? Oh, I'm just kidding. I wish he hadn't been. Uh, <laughs> so that was, but Anne Margaret is a favorite and Carousel. Uh, I know uh, you were a fan of the Music Man, Keith. I remember that from your interview. And um, I remember when the Music Man first came out in 1960, all the kids around the block uh, gathered. They were all talking about it, and they were all marching like 76 trombones. So that was fun. That that brought memories. My back. daughter took me to a, right before COVID happened, she had to do some, like, plays. And, you know, they have the little theaters everywhere, sort of like things. And I, I've always loved music, man. She took me to a, a play and I hadn't been to one in so long and I enjoyed it so much. I forgot how great theater was and how fun yeah, it is and yeah. interactive it is. I yes. mean, it's just, it's just fantastic to go every so often. It kind of makes me want to go again. I'm hoping that, you know, things keep going as they go so I can. Well, so that would be your favorite. Those are your favorite films, Tom. So let's see. Uh, so yeah. So Bye Bye Birdie is probably my all-time favorite, and Carousel and the Music Man. And as far as horror is concerned, uh, the Lugosi Dracula and the Universal Horror Cycle, and and as a secondary would be the Hammer Dracula, the Hammer Lee. Now, what's your um, earliest film memory that you have? Like the first film that you ever saw? Great and question. Margaret. Great question. <laughs> I wish Anne Margaret was a great vampire. She would have made a great vampire. She would have uh, made a great vampire. Yeah, yeah. Well, she was in Kitten with a Whip, which was the closest thing she ever got. To I her. love her in Grumpy Old Men. Yeah. I just oh, I was I wonderful. Adore that movie. Just I, and more and, and more Grumpy Old Men. But uh, but to answer Keith's question, Kronos. Uh, I, that's the earliest movie I ever saw. That was on. It was on Channel Thirteen in New York before they became an educational station, and they were showing sci-fi. So I remember seeing Kronos and uh, with my father, and I and I really enjoyed that. And uh, from then on in, I go to the Saturday matinees at my local movie theater, which showed The Manster and some of these uh, schlocks fifties sci-fi films, and uh, and so forth. Uh, but AI. Yeah, yeah, the, Remember eye. the eye, the the eye that would chase you through. Yep. It was a big crawling, eyeball, crawling eye with Forrest Tucker. Yes, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I was looking for that oddly enough the other day. Go, I go. I know I, there's a movie with this giant eyeball. Yeah, I watched it's on, it. It's I on the Killer Movie Channel. It's not the uh, is it? Is it the brain from Planet Iris? The brain. Oh my God, that from, was even with better. John Agar. You know, after oh Shirley my God, Temple those are just. Him. So bad they're the one about Hitler's brain. There's one about Hitler's brain. They say yes, Hitler's brain. Yes. I think that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we could do oh a whole god. season just on that stuff, you know. Oh my god, the manster, the manster. Everybody was screaming when they saw this guy with two heads and stuff like that. And um Vader's and, from Mars is another oh. one of my favorites. And Ray Milan, man, man with the X-ray eyes, uh, is yeah. that what it was called? Yeah, yeah, that was a real. That was a, especially the end of the film, you know, where they, if the eye offends, they pluck it out. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, and that was. Uh, I that loved was, Ray Milan back then. He's pretty good too. Oh, he was he was very, and you know, he was seasoned, and uh, yeah, it was, it was fun that he did horror later in his life because before he did. But Lost Weekend could really be considered horror of a realistic nature, and that was a wonderful. Uh, foray into alcoholism uh but chronos was my earliest memory do you have like a favorite book and author well it's hard i know to pinpoint it i had a hard time with this one 
Well, I'm a Sherlock Holmes fan also. I neglected to mention that. And I went to the Baker Street Irregular Dinners, a couple of them when I was in college in New York, and uh, was a member of various science societies. So I would say that in terms of my favorite, my favorite movies growing up in that year, in that vein were the Rathbone films, uh, the Rathbone Bruce, Bruce films. Basil, Basil Rathbone. Basil, Basil Rathbone. Everybody Basil or thought, Basil? <laughs> Basil. Everybody thought he was quintessential Holmes until Jeremy Brett came along. Right. And then Jeremy Brett really took that over. You know, he was an amazing, amazing. If you think that Jeremy, I think Basil Rathbone just looked like Sherlock Holmes. He did. He, did, he had know. that very British, you know, well, he came from South Africa, actually, originally. Right. He spoke like five, six languages. He was a very smart man. I didn't know he spoke that many languages. Yeah, I knew he was yeah. bilingual. So did Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee. That I did know. Yeah, he, he spoke a lot. But, yeah, but uh, so Basil Rathbone was a, uh, he was a seasoned character. It's a shame what they did to Nigel Bruce because, you know, the original Watson was a, you know, just an average fellow, but an intelligent one who happened to team up with a genius. But Nigel Bruce made a bumbling oaf out of him, and all the Sherlockians were very upset about that. Uh, so I, so I, you know, so I would think, you know, so, so my taste in movies goes over, goes over into the, into Sherlockiana. And if I see something uh, new, uh, I always try to make a point of seeing it. What about favorite book? favorite books so the doyle the doyle uh, short stories and um four novels based on homes are probably uh some you know my first favorite i used to love stephen king uh before he got into the gross out but the early <laughs> stephen king the gross out the gross out yeah you know i mean i kind of think he's but that's my own opinion so i think people just wanted a little more gore in their life probably you know I was very annoyed when Stephen King and Don's Macabre referred to Dark Shadows as a Mad Hatter's Tea Party. Uh, I had no recollection of that. I, yeah, this is the first I heard that one. Take a look at Don's Macabre. Never, if you ever read I don't that. think I've read that. Yeah, I don't yeah, believe yeah, I have. That's an old Stephen King's view on horror movies and television. I have not read it. Yeah, quite a yeah. Thick one. He does. He does ramble on a bit in the yeah. But the early King, I thought was I couldn't put Salem's Lot down and uh, The Shining and uh, so I. Those so are all I, excellent books. So I would say, yeah, my, so I would say my favorite. I never really got into. So I say my, my favorite author. You know, I, I I was more visual in terms. I love to look at horror, foreign horror movies also. Mexican horror movies, the Italian ones, and so forth. Mario Baba, uh, Dario Argento, uh, of course, Paul Nashi in Spain. But in terms of books, I would say the Sherlock Holmes stuff and anything yeah. I used to get my hands on, anything regarding Holmes. Don't forget your love of H.G. Wells as well. Well, it's not uh, it's not number one, but it's certainly I love uh, certainly. It's I hard it. to narrow one book down. I love reading a lot of stuff. Uh, you know. I can I I I nailed one book down because it's still my favorite. Everything nothing has compared to that one. One of my favorite books. So. I was more a fan of the movie than the book, uh, and especially Alan Young. You know, we was all it, you, was, those those people say I'm not going to read the book. There's a movie. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But it did, but it did a heck of a lot for the genre, and uh, so that's where I am there. What episode are you looking forward to doing most this season for season five of the Literary License Podcast? 
Well, of course, I'm devoted to Dark Shadows, and we're going to uh, 40 episodes a clip uh, next month. And so that's going to be double duty. Um, certainly, it'll be a challenge, and I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and I'm sure uh, you'll just cro- coast. I'm not even worried about you. You'll well, be fine. <laughs> well, if I fall, then you'll pick me up. exercises going on there. <laughs> <laughs> If I fall down, Vicky will pick me up. Jeez, Don't worry, we all got you. We're getting, we're getting ready for the dips. The dips and ups, the highs and lows of Dark Shadows are coming Dipsy up. Yeah, this is where we separate, you know, the hairy chest from the non-hairy chest. That's for sure. <laughs> as long as women aren't working. In fact, I was looking at the episodes because we're going to tape on Friday and, and I was like, I mean, hear that music. Dum. Yeah. Dum. These are all great episodes. Though. I'm looking forward to these. These are good. They're fun. These have been great. I mean, I, I'm I'm thrilled for these episodes. I, I, I don't mean, have nothing bad to say about this. I have enjoyed I mean, this, though. This is going to be the last great block. Yes. Yes. Oh well, man, yeah. I don't remember because I was a kid. So don't ruin it for me. Don't say this is the last great block because I, I there's some great opted. there's some great stuff coming up. But this, as far as like the one that moves the quickest, the most cohesive, the most cohesive, and where everybody. Well, so far this has been extremely cohesive. Yeah, everybody was remembered here, Uh, but I have enjoyed my occasional forays. uh, I joke and say I'm going beyond the crypt uh, into other areas of uh, of your show, and uh, I enjoy doing the time machine. I enjoy doing the black cat when we did that with Lugosi, the 34 black cat, which is certainly one of my, uh, and that is another one of my favorite uh, films from the thirties, the Lugosi Karloff teams. And um, I, uh, I hope I can uh, do something with you in the future. We were going to, we were, we were planning something. Uh, I think, I, I think I was thinking of the universal horror cycle. I don't remember yes. exactly we're right now. Universal wanna, hot horror cycle. But, um, yeah. Yeah. And that would be nice. Uh, of course, Dracula would be a favorite if, uh, if we were, the, if you were to pick we're a monster. We're going to do all the oldies. And, the yeah. oldies and I think that's great. And I think that's great. Because uh, I'm into, of course, the, the legacy of Dark Shadows, but the legacy of horror is something that uh, is good psychological horror, good, uh, you know, good, you know, black and white uh, carry a skewer, uh, although people do like the color and the gore and the blood and everything like that. But when it was left up to somebody to use his, his or her imagination, that always has a big impact as well. It does. Yeah. Sort absolutely. of like Jaws. You don't really see the monster until mm-hmm. later, you know? Or the you're looking at, you know, if you're looking at Chevy Chase on Saturday Night Live, you can see the Jaws, uh, yeah. the Jaws thing. If you remember oh, my God. That. I forgot about that. <laughs> I remember when he did that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so those are a few of the things that I'd be interested in working. Uh, what do you us. like about podcasting? That's a great question. Um, it gives me a chance to uh you know to to give back in terms of my own knowledge uh to the fa- to uh, to your listeners um i think it's I, I think it's great to uh you know to practice my voiceovers when i get a chance and uh also the camaraderie uh you never know what's going to happen uh you know there are fun things uh, you know i'll never forget when we tangents 
lots yeah. of tangents. Well, hey, but it's great. That's like, you know, Marie Wallace actually said that about the interview I did with her, which just came out recently. And she was saying, she was saying on, on Facebook that it reminded her of an old episode of Dark Shadows because you never knew what question was going to come up next. Just like in Dark Shadows, you never knew what was going to happen. So I think that's what I like most about the, uh, the podcast experience because you don't know what's going to happen next. I, I, I was going to say when we interviewed the late Robert Rodan. Right. And and I started a, and I had made made it up with him in advance. So I started munching on the chicken, on the chicken leg, and then later on, well, don't do that, don't do that again, don't don't munch on the chicken. You can hear you can hear yourself chewing and stuff like right. that. Right. Well, who knew that was going to happen? You know, that's the that's the kind of fun, the unexpected, and uh, well, that's what I appreciate. The Parker um, interview that we did is like we kind of went through a career and got to race the devil and everything else. And then, then we go, we just we're just about to say goodnight, and all of a sudden we got into a really good conversation about witchcraft and uh -huh. witches, and it turned into like a fantastic interview that we actually wow. went, you know, that we got some really good stuff by the end of that interview, sort of thing. So that's what's quite fun about the interview, not really having a script, just knowing it's like, okay, we know what we need to hit, but mm -hmm. it's, like it's a spontaneity. It's a spontaneity, and I think that's what really differs a podcast from a rehearsed thing where you go, you know, where you go through ABCDE and it can get kind of boring after a while, but with spontaneity, you never know what's going to happen next. That's, I learned more, more factoids on spontaneity or just anything. Every time we record a podcast, doesn't matter what topic it is. Mm -hmm. I can mm -hmm. honestly say I've taken something away from almost every podcast. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, and, and it's a great treat for me. And, uh, and from the dark shadow side, I've met a number of celebrities and uh, formed a couple of good friendships. And uh, I'm pretty pleased about that. Well, beans. Uh, yep. Uh, so, but so, so there are all kinds of good things that can happen from podcasts, but those yeah. are a few. Other. What's your favorite quote or saying? I was thinking about that one. Um, I like the one, and, you'll, and I forget whether it was Bar Byron or Browning or whatever, or, uh, a man's reach should exceed his grasp or what's a heaven for. Uh, and uh, I, I try to do that with, uh, with, with my life, uh, but sometimes uh, I can bite it with more than I can chew, uh, with apologies to Dark Shadows vampires. But uh, I can, you know, but, but I think it's a good thing. Ad Astra per Aspera is another one to the, through the, to the stars through hard work. So I think those are a couple of the, a couple of the, and when I've gone through whatever tough times I went through in my life, not too many, but a couple of them, uh, I like Mark Twain's quote, uh, uh, the rumors of my death are greatly exaggerated. Yeah, so, that's a good uh, one. It always yeah, yeah. So there you are. So there you are. Do you have like any special message you'd like to get out to our fans or anything that's changed your life you'd like to impart on everybody? Well, well, I mean, personally, obviously, I mean, the fans know a little more about my personal life. I'm engaged to be married, and hopefully that will happen next year uh, once COVID thing straightens out. But I think in terms of, in terms of message, I'm just, uh, I want to thank uh, the fans in the dark shadows realm who have been supportive to me and who have given me some nice positive feedback on the efforts, that, on, the, on the small efforts that I've made. Uh, and uh, I try to think of myself not only as a podcast co-host, but as a Dark Shadows fan myself who cares very deeply about the show and about the legacy. No one uh, could doubt your passion for Dark Shadows. 
Uh, Not at all. Well, thank you, Vicki. You're kind of like the go-to for, you're like a fountain of information. <laughs> yes, I always text you all like, what's going on here? <laughs> as long as I don't regurgitate the fountain, uh, <laughs> I think I'm, I think I'm doing all right. Now, I got I'm not alone in terms of fountains of fonts of information. We had Danielle Penny Dreadful on a couple mm-hmm. months ago. She's very, she very knowledgeable. Is, she's my equal as far, as far as I'm concerned. And although he's never been on here, uh, I could say Charlie Ellis uh, has been well known in the fandom for his uh, for his trivia. Uh, there is there is no doubt. Uh, but I would like, but I though, as far as I'm concerned, I want to thank the fans for listening to me and putting up with me sometimes and applauding me at other times. And so that's where I am. Cool. Yeah. So when your time has passed on this great earth and the marble that we live on goes spinning round and round, and what do you want to be best remembered for? (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, um, that's my Jewish Brooklyn coming out. Um, (laughs) Who wants, you know, mortality? I used to be fanatophobic, as a matter of fact, and, uh, you know, Keith will go into all kinds of stuff on the fear of death. And, right. and what that represents, uh, the, you know, part of the thing of being interested in the vampire mythos is the immortality, the knowledge that is accumulated over hundreds of years, the money. In fact, um, there was a book that came out years ago by a Dr. Noreen Dresser, uh, on, uh, who's an English professor, and it was on the American vampire. And she said that the vampire mythos is really the American dream. If you think about it, because the vampire, once again, comes from money, has all kinds of knowledge, can live forever, sexuality, uh, and and so forth. Um, So if what I would like to be remembered for is uh, that comes from Star Trek, actually, sitting on the edge of forever. Let me help. Uh, and I'd like to think that I've helped people. I, I enjoy what I'm doing right now in terms of helping uh, my undergraduate college students. Uh, and uh, I have enjoyed helping the public health when I was in when I was a medical board investigator, getting people jobs when I was in HR. Uh, and um, I'd like to be remembered for helping. And I uh, and I'd like. When if somebody mentions my name, whether it's Tom Diamond or my real name, uh, they there's a smile that comes to their face, uh, and I hope that happens. Yeah, sure it does. And we want to thank you, Tom, for your wealth of knowledge for Dark Shadows, and we're looking forward to season five and us grudging our ways to the end, and hopefully, uh, I told you, we're just going to carry each other over that. Finish line. <laughs> I told you when this first started that I wanted to stay with it to the end, and I will. Oh, we and, knew you would. And I have to. Well, of course. I mean, you know. But and 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 no, none of the fans know this. But how did I hook up with you guys? You had put in an ad on Facebook on one of the websites, and yeah, I answered vaguely it. Remember that? And I answered it, and somebody else answered it, saying, "Who are you?" <laughs> I didn't say that, did you? No, no, no. Somebody else, some of the other fans answered and saying, who are you? What the hell is this about? You know, that kind of thing. But I had a good feeling. I said, I know what this is about. And uh, 
I'm very glad. I'm very glad you hired me, and uh, and I look forward not only to seeing the original series to the end, but the other stuff that we do have. And I'm going to let Keith talk about that in the future. But there are a couple of other little surprises we yep. have down the line, and I'm looking forward to participating in that too. As well, and as with the new dark series, dark shadow series, um, might be coming. Closer than we think. They Who keep knows? saying that. They I was going to say that Friday. The article just came out a few days ago. I texted you guys. With Jeff, it. Is that what you said? I haven't had a chance to finish reading this. Is that what you sent us? Yes, yeah. it was an interview with, uh, now I have to start remembering his name, but the but he's the guy, uh, Perry. Perry is the last name, I believe it is. And he's is this going to be a CW thing? Not anymore. No, CW turned it down. So he's That's hawking right. it. Okay. He's hawking it. But he's already got some stuff in mind, and it's and he said it in the article. It's going to involve Vicky's daughter uh, coming back to Collinwood uh, because she found out she owns half of it. And starting with Vicky's that, daughter. yeah, Vicky's daughter. Was there ever a ch- okay? There's not a child in the series. Nope, nope. So how did that? So happen? this is going to be one of those surprises. This is kind of um what. One of the storylines I put forward, sir, if you remember. Hey, Keith, (laughs) maybe you should write them a letter. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Maybe, who knows? Or maybe I should, once it gets made, maybe I need to chase up some royalty. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Spread it. My idea. Send all of us checks, Keith. We deserve it. Uh, But isn't that something if that that was really great? But, you know, but that that is exciting. I mean, listen, if it happens, it happens. I mean, exactly. you know, there, this could be clickbait, too, uh, to see how if there's still well, everybody is just so hungry for it. You know, lots of the fans think, just want it. You know, so. well, the fans are the fans are. And then there's that thing with Night of Dark Shadows where mm-hmm. Ansel Farage is working on getting it restored with 30 minutes that was cut out of the original. That I cannot wait for. Everybody wants that. And Warner Brothers is taking their time with it. And of course. In shame, uh, because I think there's a market for it. And uh, Pat McRae's new book, uh, The Dark Shadows Day book, is selling extremely well. And we're in it. And we are this in it. It's true. You're in it. I'm in it. We're I'm going to have it. to order a copy. I, that's what I got to do. I've got to put that down. On Amazon Prime, uh, for those who are interested. And uh, so, uh, so I'm looking forward to the rest of the run. Yes. And we're we? keeping it keeping you on after the run as well. So excellent. Excellent. There we go. Thank you for you inviting want, me today. So we want to thank you, Tom, for doing your interview with us. And we will be seeing you with Dark Shadows coming to our fans very, very soon. Always the last week of every month. That's oh. correct. Last Friday we so, taped and then it'll come out a few days later. Thank you very much to, once again to both of you. It was a pleasure. Not a problem, hon.
emotion, leave us in this moment. 